Welcome to Raw Faith, a podcast for believers who want to grow and mature in their authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In our time together, we hope to challenge each other to become better doers of the Word and not just hearers. This program is hosted by Shelley McWilliams of Sozo Restoration Ministries, which helps people to transform their lives through the healing, wholeness, and equipping of Jesus. So let's see where the Word takes us today. Greetings, saints of God. Shelley here. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Raw Faith Podcast. This is going to be part two of our forgiveness series. Last time we spoke about just a broad foundation of forgiveness, our need to forgive, what it causes us when we don't forgive. And so I want to start narrowing things down a little bit in this episode for you. And then I'm going to end it by giving you a practical tool that you can use as you make the choice to walk through forgiving somebody. So let me just do a little recap real quick. Let's go over three reasons why we need to forgive. The first one that we talked a lot about last time is God requires it. He commands us to forgive. In Colossians 3.13, it tells us to bear one another's burdens. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And so we're told not only do we need to forgive, and that's a commandment of the Lord, but God also tells us that we need to forgive like he does. Ephesians 4.32 tells us, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. So Again, another scripture that says not only do we need to forgive, but he keeps pointing us to the fact that he wants us to forgive like he forgave. So how did he forgive? Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Colossians 2 verses 13 and 14 tells us that he has forgiven all of our trespasses and he has wiped out the handwriting of requirements that's against us and he nailed it to the cross. 1 John 1 9 says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. So he's faithful to forgive us. Acts 3.19 tells us that we repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So we're told that God blots out our sins when he chooses to forgive us. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 tells us that our sins will be as white as snow. So when God's forgiveness comes, it's like we never sinned. Psalm 103 verse 12 tells us that he removes our transgressions from us. It tells us that as far as the east is from the west is how far God has removed our transgressions from us. And then we know that in Matthew 18, 21, when Peter is asking Jesus about how many times do I forgive? And Jesus replies and says, not even seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. So there are unlimited needs to forgive. And that's what the Lord is asking us to do. So as we look at forgiveness, and we're going to look at what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't in a few minutes. But I just wanted to go over some of those scriptures to paint you the picture of how God forgives. And that's why I said in the first podcast on forgiveness that we cannot truly forgive from our hearts without the grace of the Holy Spirit. It takes his grace not only to choose to forgive, but it takes his grace to walk out forgiveness. 
Now, let me just highlight something. Forgiveness does not mean that there's not a need to create boundaries. So there's a difference between forgiving and then allowing unhealthy behavior to continue. And we'll maybe talk about boundaries on another episode of the podcast. But right now, I, I want to just focus on forgiveness. So second reason we need to forgive is so that we can receive God's forgiveness. And I talked a lot about this in part one where our unforgiveness ties the hand of God. Matthew 6, verses 12, or excuse me, verses 14 and 15, Jesus made it clear when he told the disciples that if you forgive men their trespasses, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if we do not forgive men their trespasses, then the Father will not forgive us our trespasses. So that's one of the reasons why it's so imperative that we continue to make forgiveness a priority in our lives, because I don't know about you, but I know every day I need the Lord's forgiveness because I fall short. And so I need that forgiveness to flow freely. And that means I've got to extend it freely. Also, when we hold on to unforgiveness, there's a lot of other sins that are attached to that. I talked about that in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, pause this, go listen to part one, and then come back and listen to this part two. But oftentimes there's judgments attached, there's word curses attached, there's bitter root that gets in our heart, and there's all sorts of negative consequences that we have. And if we were honest, those are sinful responses because all of those things God tells us we're not to be part of. But when we hold on to unforgiveness, that's all part of it. And we've got to realize that. And when we willfully sin, even with our responses out of hurt, it opens a door to the enemy to torment us and harass us in that place in our life. So it's important for us to forgive so that we can receive God's forgiveness. And then the third point is that we can receive the healing and the freedom that Jesus promised us. We talked a lot about that in the first episode. If we forgive, it sets us free from the circumstances and the people that hurt us. Now, let me just make a note here. It doesn't mean that it removes the pain because forgiveness is not the same as healing. But what it does is when we choose to release the people, it breaks that chain, if you will, in the spirit realm between that person, that circumstance, and ourselves. And that's going to enable us to now turn to the Lord and receive healing. So it removes the shackle from us when we choose to forgive. And that enables us to go to the Lord and seek his forgiveness, as I just said. In fact, science even says that unforgiveness can have an impact on our body. It can change our stress levels. It could change our brain chemistry. There's so many consequences to unforgiveness. So we need to extend forgiveness so that we can be healed, not just emotionally, but also physically. If we've held on to forgiveness for so long, that it's created anger and bitterness, then there's no doubt that that has consequences on the physical part of our body, not just the emotional or the mental. So let's look at what is forgiveness and what isn't forgiveness. And so probably the easiest thing to start out with is what forgiveness isn't, because there's a lot of confusion and a lot of maybe uh, misunderstanding of forgiveness. So let's take a quick look at what forgiveness is not. Forgiving somebody is not tolerating their hurtful or damaging behavior or saying that what they did was right. That is between them 
and the Lord. So forgiving somebody is not about justifying that person's choices or the fact that they hurt us. And it's not about making right somebody else's wrong. We don't have the power to do that. Only God has the power to do that. Forgiveness is not about us forgetting what happened. But again, it is about us forgiving like God forgave us. Therefore, that means we have to make the choice to remember that person's offense no more, because that's what God commanded in Isaiah 43, 25. He said that I blot out your transgressions and he chooses to remember our sins no more. And so that's what forgiveness is. It's not saying that the person was right in what they were doing. It's not saying that they're not going to have consequences for what they've done. That's between them and the Lord. But what it is doing is it's making a choice to say, I am choosing to remember this no more, and I'm leaving it between you and God. So that's what forgiveness truly is. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not about feeling warm and fuzzy and like you, you've been healed enough that you can just forgive that person. That is not what it is. Forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness, as we've already talked about in part one, it's choosing to release that person of the hurt and the pain and expecting us to receive some sort of apology or get revenge or repayment or justice for what happened. That's not our place. Romans 12 tells us that vengeance is the Lord's. And so the judgment is between that person's behavior, that person's heart, and God. We do not have the right to judge somebody nor require that they, you know, get vengeance or payment for what they did. Again, we're to forgive like God forgives us. So it is realizing. How can I put this? Part of forgiveness is realizing that no matter how hard you want to, you cannot change another person's choices. You can't change their behavior. You can't make a decision for them. And if we hold on to that and we're waiting for them to apologize or we're waiting for them to change their behavior, the reality is, is that we are holding hostage forgiveness from them. And that's not what God does for us, and it's not what he wants us to do for others. So in a nutshell, as hard as it may be to swallow, forgiveness is really about us making the choice to release the consequences of that person's offense, the hurt they caused us, leave it and release him to the Lord. It's about us extending the mercy of God and simply letting go of our rights and choosing to never bring up that offense or that hurt again or to blame something. Well, I'm this way because you did that. Because that's just going to tie us to the hurt. And so we've got to release that. Now, does that mean that there isn't a real need for healing because that person did cause us pain? No. But we have to forgive first. Then we're able to turn and seek Jesus and say, now there's hurts, there's wounds, there was repercussions to what that person did or said, and I need your healing for that. That is a follow-up to forgiveness. But forgiveness is the key that's going to unlock that door to heal the hurt and the pain 
and all the stuff that we have going on inside of us because of whatever that wounding or trauma or hurt was. When we have to confront unforgiveness, it really is such a crossroad in our lives because we either have the choice to hold on to it and continue to let bitterness and unforgiveness and all sorts of other sins grow in our heart. Unforgiveness cannot help but grow in its offense. If we hold on to it, it's not going to stay the same degree. It's going to grow because we'll continue to replay that in our heads. We'll continue to feel the hurt and the trauma all the time. And there's nowhere to go to receive the healing because we're in sin. And so we have to choose to forgive, to be obedient to God. That's the key that unlocks that door in our hearts to allow Jesus to heal the pain and the repercussions. And so we're either going to choose to hold on to it, or we're going to decide that by the grace of the Holy Spirit, we're going to opt to forgive and we're going to live in God's grace to extend that forgiveness. And that's going to enable us to heal. So in a nutshell, forgiveness really is not about that other person. That's so hard for us to hear when we've been hurt and we've been traumatized or we have been wronged in some way. It's so hard for us because in our hearts and emotions and in that pain, we feel like it's all about the other person and it's what they did and how dare they and, and the focus. But it's not forgiveness is really about us. It's, it's about setting our hearts free, not that other person's heart. We have no idea where that person's heart is at, whether they've repented of what they did to the Lord whether they're still harboring whatever dysfunction or hurt or wrong that caused them to hurt or wound you. That's nothing that we have control over, but we do have control whether we continue to carry around the results of that person's behavior. So let me give you a really practical step that I've used for years. One of the things that I have discovered in my studies and also just through my practical ministry in inner healing and deliverance is that when we are traumatized, when we face trauma, when we are confronted with pains and hurts and disillusionments and questions, those things can't just be shoved down inside. Those things never dissolve. They're there. And the only way that we can get healing is if we allow them to surface and we release them. In other words, our traumas and our hurts have to find words for it. That is one of the main ways us as humans release our pain and are allowed to bring it out out of the depths of our soul. When we shove it down and we hold on to it, that is our choice of how to deal with it. That's not how God says to deal with it. The Lord wants us to take that to him. But if we choose to hold it inside and try to ignore it or move past it or just hold on to it, we have to engage our will to allow that to surface. And we've got to give the Lord access to that. It comes back to what I talked about in part one of this forgiveness series, and that is that we put a wall around those emotions, and that wall's our choice, and God won't pass through that wall. We have to make the choice to give him those things. One of the things that's really successful in allowing the healing to come from forgiveness is by writing a forgiveness letter. It's a practical tool that I've used for many years and have found it to be incredibly powerful in bringing healing. Now, let me set some very clear guidelines. 
Your forgiveness letter is not meant to be given to that person unless the Lord specifically and very clearly tells you. The reason for that is because many times it's going to cause more harm than it's going to cause good. This letter is simply a tool that's going to enable you and force you almost because you're putting it on paper to find words to express your pain. It's also going to give you an opportunity to say what I call your last words on the incident, to say all those things you wish you said to that person or that you could have said to that person and they would have heard you. Writing this letter allows you to dump the trauma, to dump the pain, to dump the words, to dump the I wish I would haves. And then we allow the Lord to take that and bring healing and bring truth in those areas because many times when hurt is involved, our perception is our perception, but there's always a greater truth I found. When we can release those emotions, we can release those words, then it gives us enough stillness on the inside to allow Holy Spirit to show us what the real truth is, the higher truth, I say, which is God's truth about that situation. So let me give you a couple steps when you write this letter. Number one, though it's a forgiveness letter, 99% of this letter is going to be about you acknowledging and facing the hurt and pain that that person caused you. And you're going to write this letter. Let's say Sister Susie caused me pain. Then I'm going to address the letter of Dear Susie. I'm writing you because I need to tell you that when you did this, it made me feel this way and this way and this way. And then you did that and that caused this in my life. And so you're going to direct the letter to the individual, but you're going to not just say, I forgive you for doing this. You're going to let them know because this is your ability to find words for the pain. You're going to let them know what that behavior or what they said or whatever the circumstance is. This is how it made me feel. Even this is how I still feel today because of what you did. These are the repercussions that are still going on in my life because of what you did. And it's going to allow you to just dump all of that stuff out of your thoughts and out of your heart. Once you do that, what I tell people is set the letter to the side. And for a day or so, just ask, Holy Spirit, is there anything else that I need to forgive that person for? And many times he'll bring back a memory or he'll speak to you about something and you need to go back and you need to add that to the letter. Oh, yeah. And when you did this, blah, 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 blah. Do that a couple times until the Holy Spirit doesn't remind you of anything and you feel like you have just cleansed that area out of your emotions. And then we have to do the forgiveness part. And what really helps with that is realizing that just like Jesus died on the cross for our stinky decisions and behaviors, he died on the cross for that person's stinky decisions and behaviors. And so at the end of your letter, say, in spite of all this, I am making the choice by the grace of God to release you from these things. And now it is between you and the Lord. And I am turning to receive my healing from God. And then you end the letter. Now, once you do that, then I recommend to sit with the Lord, go through the letter, let the emotions come, let the tears come, let the anger come, let yelling come if it needs to, and give it all out to him. And then say, Lord, I give this to you. And I ask Jesus that as I do this, would you come and heal my broken heart? Would you come and take all that hurt and pain away and allow the Lord to minister to you? 
Then ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there some truth that I don't see about this that you want to show me so that I can hold on to it and it will be an important part of my healing? And just give the Holy Spirit a few seconds and see if he shows you anything or tells you anything and just keep talking to him. Show me truth. Why did you show me that? What does that mean? And then when all is said and done, then you need to shred or burn that letter. And the reason I tell people to do that is because that is now under the blood. And when you do that, it's something that you could hold on to when all that old memories start coming up where you say, you can say, nope, I remember the day that I put all that in that letter and I burned that letter that is under the blood and I am not going to go back there and revisit those things. And then allow the Lord to continue to just minister to your heart. And if something else comes up, you pour out those feelings to the Lord and you let him just to continue to heal. Now, let me give you a couple things to remember before we close today. Number one is the decision to forgive is yours. But when you choose to forgive, you have to let go of expecting certain results in that regarding the other person's behavior. You can forgive them, but that doesn't mean that they're going to come and apologize to you. Maybe they won't. It doesn't mean that their behavior is going to change. Maybe it won't. And that's why boundaries are needed. This, it's between you and the Lord. This is about your healing journey. This is about your journey of obedience to the Lord and wanting to live by his word and what he tells us to do. So don't expect your decision to forgive to change that other person's behavior. The second thing to remember is that God promised us in Romans 8, 28, that he would work all things together for good. And so as you walk through forgiveness, lean into the Lord. Spend time talking to him and saying, Lord, what do you want to show me? What good are you going to bring out of this thing that I experienced? Teach me, how are you going to turn this thing around? And give the Lord opportunity, number one, to maybe teach you things that he hasn't taught you yet. Or maybe it's things he's already done, but because you had unforgiveness in your heart, you haven't seen them. And so now, because you've released that unforgiveness, he's able to point those things out to you and you're able to receive him and thank him. The other thing that sometimes is very hard for us to do when we have been hurt by others, especially if it's a deep hurt, is now we have to remember that as we've forgiven others, there may be part of that situation that we need to own. Maybe we said things that shouldn't have been said. Maybe part of what happened we're to blame for because of our sinful responses, because of our nasty words. And we've got to own our part of it, not giving that reason for that person to do that to us. But we still have to keep our hearts right with the Lord. And so it's important after we forgive to make sure that we sit with Holy Spirit and evaluate that situation and ask him, Holy Spirit, give me revelation. Are there things that I need to take responsibility for? Are there things that I need to come and ask for forgiveness and repent of my sinful responses, repent of my sinful attitudes? Are there things that I need to make right with you, Lord? And then are there things I need to make right with somebody else? And again, that's something you need to be open to listening to the Lord on and being obedient to that. So that is a very huge topic covered in a short period of time. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this is a major thing in our walk with God. 
if you think of it, we come in relationship with God because he's offered us forgiveness of our sins through Jesus Christ. Forgiveness is a component of our intimacy with God. And forgiveness is a big deal in our hearts and our need to extend it to others to continue to walk in that intimacy with God, but also to walk in intimacy with each other. Because if our heart is full of unforgiveness and anger and hurt and bitterness, we're not going to really be able to walk in an emotionally healthy, intimate relationships as God designs. So I pray that God give you the grace to make the decision to forgive. Utilize that letter if it will help you. Again, I have found it for years in this ministry to be a very, very powerful and practical tool to help somebody walk through the forgiving process. And it really connects the emotions to it. And that's what opens our heart to allow Jesus to come in and heal those emotions. I pray you've been blessed by this series. God bless you. And I look forward to you joining us the next time. If there's somebody you know that needs to hear this, please feel free to share the podcast with them. Like, make a comment in the descriptions and let me know that it's blessed you. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. And if you want to know more about Shelly or Sozo Restoration Ministries, visit our website at sozorestoration.org.